guys ready for Shekinah glory? All right. Listen, I, this is exciting to Lisa and I. We've known these guys well when they used to run around with Methuselah. Anyway, um, we've known them for a long time. I think we actually went to Rainbow just about the same time. But anyway, stand up with me and let's give them a great big hallelujah. God bless you. Welcome here. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. <laughs> I'm so glad. We're so glad to be with you today. Oh, I'm telling you, the atmosphere in this church, it's just a, a, a the, his presence. I, it makes me think what Moses said in Exodus when, when he was saying, Lord, if you don't go with us, we're not going nowhere. Because the only thing that makes us different from everybody else on the earth, face of the earth is your presence. And his presence among us is what makes you can't get you. I don't care how big the show is in L.A. or Vegas, wherever. You can't get there what you can get in his presence. There's healing in this place. I mean, there's just oh, just the, the very atmosphere of heaven. So I don't know how you came here, but I'm telling you, you don't have to leave here the like same. you came. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Oh, Lord, we're so thankful. We're so thankful for what you've done. And we're here as a sign and a witness Thank you, Lord. that not only Jesus died, but he arose from the dead. And he's alive today because he lives. We live also. We live because you live, Jesus. Oh, and we're forever grateful for what you've done. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you for loving and setting me free. Thank you for giving your life up for me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We'll be sensitive to your every move. It's our heart's desire, Lord. Oh, corazoma satete vembe angombange and he shall summon on a mana. Corosuma set ill a limbo or a saying the dimbo or a sa, For it shall not candembo or a so meneena, illuraso la mana, and oh, ha ha, illumo so carasa. So don't worry and don't be afraid for God is greater and he's the one who makes the way. He will cause things to come together that people have said could never be for he is the Lord of glory. He is the God who redeems. So trust in him this hour. And you will find the way through what seems to be a very dark, dark day. For light shines 
through the darkness. It cannot stop it. And it penetrates the place that the enemy says, Oh, it's over and it cannot be done. For God is working even when you think there's nothing to do. He sees and he is on the move. Hallelujah. Oh, yes, he is. Oh, yes, he is. Hmm. Praise Him. I will praise Him. Praise Him for sinners Jesus. 
Sometimes, you know, you've, you know, you've 
been in places that sometimes the Lord just wants you to be still and just listen and sometimes he'll speak to your, your heart your heart, every heart in here but I remember we were singing this song and and um, and there was a, a, a lady in the congregation who had had polio unbeknownst to us and she was healed from it but she started feeling things coming back her her joints started getting um, brittle again. She started losing her hearing. And I'll never forget, we sang this song, everybody was just quiet, just listening. She said all of a sudden, she heard her ears go pop, pop. She said it was a sound. They, well, they opened up. I'm, you guys know that, don't you? I mean, I'm just like to tell it. She wants to explain everything. I'm like, sometimes you don't need an explanation. Just It just happens, you know. It's just there. You just know. And so then all of a sudden she said her legs, and there was a sound. She looked down, and they went pop, pop, pop. She said the other leg went pop, pop, pop. She said she stood up, and she was totally free. And she could hear clearly. Sometimes those are the things we need to hear what's happening on the inside. When's the last time you took time to be alone and quiet with before the Lord? 30 minutes. How about five? So sometimes you'll come to a service like this and the Lord will produce that atmosphere. The lady behind her, her pants started to fall off. So the lady behind her grabbed him. She thought her zipper had broken. But after the meeting, well, did she come up during the meeting or was that after? I don't really and remember. And so after the meeting, she came up. Oh, I remember. After the meeting, she came up and she said, I had a growth in my stomach as big as a basketball. She looked pregnant. She always looked pregnant. And she said. She brought a picture that night so everybody uh, so we could put see it on the before the, and after. Put <laughs> it on the weight loss, you know. So but what happened is it was that time. If you could be sensitive. That that growth had disappeared, I, which was the reason I, she no, thought her pants fell I'm going to do off. that when you start teaching now. Okay. And so those of you who don't know us, this is, tell, everybody else tell them this is normal. Okay. It's picture in a picture. But what happened is that when, she, when they came back that night, the whole place just broke out. But it started with a quietness. Sometimes you always feel like, well, we have to have a song. Listen, I can run without a song. I don't need a rhythm. I just need the revelation. And I'm a singer. Well, I think I'm a singer. Maybe not. Maybe some of you don't think so, but you know. Okay. Well, the pastor thinks so. That's not quite all that matters. Pastor Lisa. Okay. Lee, pastor Lisa thinks it matters. So like that's, that's the barometer right there. Um, you know, I'm kidding. It's, 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 it's a joke. So, oh gosh, there, I've hurt the pastor. Um, actually, I esteem them highly. You know why? Because they're whatever the Bible says, people. If the Bible says it, we do it. If the Bible says it, we live it. If the Bible says it, that's it. Some people say, you know, if it said, if it, if the Bible, you know, if I if I say it and settle, that settles it. Actually, if the Bible says it, that settles it. Really, that's the real thing. 
If the Bible says it, that settles it. But when you believe it, that it settles it settles in your it life. You. That's what makes the difference. So if you don't believe it's all, it, it's already settled. But, but what is so wonderful is when you, when you, oh, does she must say, it's going to take this kind of prayer to make things continue to happen because there is a move of God. It's always been. It's always here. And if you have eyes to see, you see it regardless of what anybody sees. But I'm telling you, Jesus is moving all around the world. Always has. The Holy Spirit always will. It's just a matter of who can catch it and pick it up and push it through in prayer without through without that kind of prayer. We won't, others won't see it. Yes, Lord, yes, you sometimes you think, oh, this is good, this is great, this is wonderful, and it's just, just barely the edge. We have a girl who came here, her family, we've known them for years, her in-laws, actually, because she married into the family, a very strange family, but we, we pray for you. And actually, they're, they're Holy Ghost, and, and I mean, I mean, they're all over the place. They love the word, they're Holy Ghost, and she got born in, to, she got tagged into this place and where they are and took her to a meeting of ours in Iowa, October the 4th, and she said, I'd never seen anything like this in my life. Oh, hallelujah, the glory is so strong. Sometimes you just, I mean, it's so strong. You, I'm praying for more manifestations. Not to prove anything, but to help somebody. To help somebody. And it doesn't come without. Glory. We pray for the lost, the deceived. We can't get mad. We get mad at the devil. You get, you. But they're deceived. What did Jesus say on the cross? He didn't say. Man, I've done everything. I laid hands on them. I did so much and everything. And they, they string me up here and they still come and they just wag their heads at me and stuff. And he says, what, what in the world am I doing this for? They still don't believe. He said, forgive them what? They don't have a clue. That's what's wrong with the world. They don't have a clue. But by prayer, we say, open their eyes. Because it's bigger than politics. It's bigger than uh, hospitals. It's bigger than uh, schools. It's, it's bigger than people just not getting along or something, you know, because you're just a particular thing. It's bigger than that. It's God. Will you spend eternity in hell? 
And that's what the devil always fights us over is money so we can take the gospel or give it or show somebody Christ. That's what it's all about. He doesn't want us to do anything. I'll capture you. I'll hold you in a holding pattern, and you won't be able to do anything. But what he doesn't realize, what we do have is... Manifest, Lord. Manifest, manifest, manifest all over the world. I prayed in January, I think in January, and I got, I, was, I think it was the end of December or January. You can sit down if you and like I to. was on my knees. And you my, don't and have to. I was, uh, and it just started out just as saying my confessions. I say my confessions over healing, the same things. I ask the Lord to stretch forth his hand. I tell him that great numbers will believe and turn into you the moment we open our lips. And, and I, I speak all those things about what Peter said. When he, when he spoke, the Holy Spirit fell on all, and I speak those things over me. When I open my mouth to sing or speak, the Holy Spirit falls on anyone around me, no matter where I go. I say these confessions. I confess healing. I speak to things when, you know, I go to physical and the doctor says, well, now you got this. And I go, but she's a spirit-filled doctor. She says, but this is not a problem. We'll pray this out. <laughs> I love spirit-filled doctors. But, I mean, it doesn't matter if they are or not because it'll go by your word. But I just love it anyway. And so, so we speak these things and we continue to, to have them. I listen to them. I, I do whatever I can do. And I was just doing my, 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 my confessions. And sometimes I just stay there. And all of a sudden I broke over into something else. Travailing prayer. Travailing prayer. Paul said, I pray in travail that Christ will be formed in you. Ooh, he said, I travail in prayer. You know, it's all over in the New and Old Testament. You just look it up. And so, um, and, and so I, I went over to that place. And so what happened, I ended up on the floor, and I wept, and I wept, and I wept. And I said, the blood, the blood, the blood, the blood, the blood. And I couldn't find my map, so I found this little globe. And I said, well, Lord, this is not just here. This is the United States. No, 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 it's not just the United States. Lord, you're telling me to pray for the world. You're telling me to. I picked up the globe, and I held up my hand, and I wept wept over that globe and I said the blood the blood in Russia the blood on this continent the blood in South America and so I just started speaking the blood the blood the blood the blood the blood and I fell and I was there almost three hours and when I got up I didn't have a victory you know dad Hagan always said pray to get the I didn't have a victory but I had something in my heart that said I did my part So I know it'll be all right because Rama alone has schools or people all over the world. That's just them. How about the Methodists? How about the Baptists? How about, you know, how about everybody? How about believers? Not all over the world, there's, there's, there's remnants of believers who believe the word. But I said, I believe I did my part. And I said, God, what is it? Something's going to happen. And I don't know what it is, but I will continue to speak the blood. Your blood cleanses. Your blood makes us whole. Your blood protects us. Oh, God, I continue to speak the blood. And I couldn't. I kept crying. I couldn't. Walk, I walked around the house and it was just so heavy. And then in March, after we came back from the, the, the whatever that meeting is at Hankins, 
That's when I heard about what was going on. And then, boom, it hits. Everybody has a part to play. I wasn't doing something in the natural for, for someone. I was doing something in the spirit. And I said, Lord, it's not the people who know how to believe that I'm concerned for as much as I am for the ones who don't. And they will leave this earth not knowing you. And that's what I was consumed with. Because our family members who know Jesus, we will see them again. They're fine. We're the ones who go, all right, I miss them. <laughs> Can't lie, I miss them. But happy day. Happy day. That's why when I go places, people say, how you doing? I say, blessed, forgiven, and on my way to heaven. And I say, how about you? Are you going there? Because I want to bring heaven to people's minds. Eternity. Eternal things. I'm constantly thinking eternity. Eternity. I want people to think eternal. This world is just nothing. <laughs> and the only reason we live and we breathe and we make money is to make sure people know Jesus Christ. That's it. That's it. I don't mind you clapping, but I'll tell you there's a different anointing when you lift your hands and say glory to God. I'm telling you, it's a strong anointing. I read this quote. Woo, that's why, listen, there's healing, healing, healing right now. That's why I'm telling you something, something, something. Hallelujah. 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 This is, this is, um. Well, is this our sixth church since March? Now, I didn't say that for you to feel sorry for us. I'm telling you something. It's supernatural how God has taken care of us just because of that one thing that you talked about. I said, Lois, we've been givers. <laughs> That's the only thing I can think. We've been givers. Not just money. B.B. Hankins always said, in your love, in your, you know, there's all kinds. Yeah, I understand the law you were talking about this morning. But some people don't, sometimes they don't get it. In your love, in your, in your praying, in your, in your giving to somebody else, in your unselfishness and all that stuff. You know, what was that song out of It's a Wonderful Life, which is just like being in church? Anyway, um, uh, a man, a man without, without friends. What was that saying? A man who has friends. Some of you old people. <laughs> Help me out. Uh, anyway, uh, I'll give you one from T.L. Osborne, Dr. Osborne. He says, your world is only as big as, as the people you let into it. I told the Lord once, I said, my heart's too small. You got to do something because it's crowded, man. It's crowded. It's overflowing. I got to take in more. I got to take in more. I got to take in more people. I got to take in more people. That's what praying in the Holy Spirit does. And that's what taking in people. See, that's what shepherds are supposed to do. Come on, I got you. Just the under shepherd, but you know what? I serve the great shepherd. 
but it's my job. He'll show me what to do and how to do it. And if I don't know how to do it, I'll just say, I don't know how to do it. <laughs> Hallelujah. That's why I love these pastors. They're just like that, shepherds. <sighs> just a minute. Just a minute, Lois. Don't, he may have it. But. Oh, pardon me. No, no. I am. How about like that? Now, this is not just for them. You know why I'm so wild? If I hear a good word, I go, ooh, I'll take that except for the tent. <laughs> or something. Once I was prophesying, and then they said, and you'll have a tent. And I went, mm, don't want that one. Kiamuku rasomas at the Tiffibane Day. Ilalamonda carasanamoka titisheso. Elamongu bangandi de geldo bo o o o kantisha ise. Elamundisha. Hello. 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 Mase de rabosute. And there are no limits to this. So pay attention, pay attention, and keep your ears and eyes open so you can see and hear. For God is at work and he is saying some things, so there will be nothing that will prevent what he is wanting in this hour. And those who say, here I am, Lord, use me are the ones who will be able to hear and to see. For it's not according to what you think or your ability, but it's according to his ways. It's according to his great strength. So don't trust in your own natural uh, things, but put your trust in God, for it's a day of new beginnings. Hallelujah. 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 Stir up the gifts inside of you, for you are walking into another phase. Don't calculate it. Don't try to figure it out with your head. But this phase will shoot you out further than you've ever been. Not in the spirit, for those things are true. Always. But the shift. Oh, the shift. Will be worth the waiting. When you see the master face.
I saw that black coat behind me, and I thought, that looks pretty sharp. Now I see why. <laughs> All dressed up with some place to go. So glad you're here. Are you a member of this church? I know that. I'm just kidding. (laughs) There are believers all over the world who always continue to hold the banner high for what happens in that generation, and we're no different, and we're still breathing, so we must continue. Don't ever get settled. There's a band of believers. They know they're right. They're gonna take a stand. They know the power comes from the Father. They're going on in. They're gonna take the land. Oh, remember that time we were here? You guys were dancing here for hours. There's a band. Believers, they know their rights. They're gonna take a stand. You gotta take it. They know their power comes from the Father. They're going on in. They're gonna take the land. How many of you are going on? Yeah. For the time has come for you and me to go in. Oh yeah. Jesus guarantees we win. For we're the ones right there. God's called to conquer. Feel like marching through the trample down giants. Gonna march on it. You can march if you want to. They All was before us. All the memories of weakness. If you don't feel like go, go ahead. Many died. Come on, church, let's do it. Out in the desert. Come on. Jesus, take them in. Let's declare you're marching around. Father brought them out of Egypt. But he never got Egypt out of them. This, this group. Oh, yeah. This group. But the time has come for you and me to go on in. This group, Jesus guarantees we win. Do 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 do. Hey, do 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 do. We're the band. Come on, people. Hey. Oh, believers, march for something. We know our right. March for something. We're gonna take a stand. We know our power. March for the world. Comes from Father. March for your finances. We're going on. March for your family. We're gonna take the land. Oh, we're the band. Cause we're the band. March for the country. But oh, believer. March for the world. Going on in. We're gonna take the stand. We know our power. 
comes from the far, just like around Jericho. We're going on and we're gonna take the land. Cause we're the man, cause we're the man. We are the man of believers. We are it, so look, we're gonna take the stand. March for your healing. We know our power. We got the power comes from the far. Mark for your backsliders. We're going on in. We're going to take the world. Hallelujah. And they shouted. Hey, I they shouted. We're going, we're going on. Shouted. Oh, I hear the sound of the army of the Lord. There's a band. We're the band of believers. We One more time we said, cause we're the best here at Devon of believers. We know our rights. We're gonna take a stand. Oh, we know, oh, we, we know our power. We got the power comes from the Father. We're, we're going on in. We're gonna take the land. We're going on in. We're going on in. We're gonna take the world. Hey, hallelujah! Oh, glory to God! You wanna do all the work? We'll do it. Hallelujah! We'll do it. Bless the we'll Lord. We'll do it. Bless the Lord. Oh, oh glory to God! Woo. Sit down for just a minute. I, I saw a whole lot of walls coming down hallelujah you were just doing it in the natural but ooh. so well, how do i keep that same spirit you resist the devil and you stir yourself up that you got hallelujah everybody's got to do it hallelujah. hallelujah i like what i i read just actually recently uh the famous missionary jim elliott in 1956, he was speared to death along with his four colleagues by uh, tribal people they were trying to reach with the gospel. Jim Elliott, he's, he's the one that said, a man is a fool to, uh, keep, to, to give what he cannot keep to gain what he cannot lose. But he made this statement. He said uh, he was passionate about a follower of Jesus Christ. About four years before he died, he wrote in his journal, quote, when it comes time to die, make sure all you have to do is die. I love it. I mean, just. Woo. That's really powerful, powerful. And that was not spoken by somebody who was teaching somewhere. It was somebody who was living what he had been taught. You don't make statements like that when you're just teaching it. You make statements like that when you're living oh, what you've been taught. Hallelujah. Now listen, this is, I'm telling you, I, I don't know what all's going on here, but there's some things that are just, uh, the devil is awestruck. Because he didn't plan on this. You know, 
He didn't. I like what, I like what Corey Ten Boom said in her book. Um, I have a little book of hers that's called, I carry it in my Bible um, recently. I've been carrying it everywhere I go. It's uh, called Marching Orders for the End Battle. Now she, if you don't know who she was, she stood in the face of uh, communism, socialism, and she was in a, a camp because of her faith in Jesus Christ. Uh, uh, what do you call those camps? The uh, concentration camps. And, and uh, she, saw, she, she saw her family uh, die because of their faith in God. And, and she, uh, they hid the Jews, and, and uh, she was betrayed is the reason that she, uh, they were sent to the camp. She was betrayed by somebody that she was trying to help who told her that they were trying to take her, uh, take his, say, trying to take their wife, and she gave them money, and he was a betrayer, and he went to, the, to let them know that she was someone who would try to help people, and that's what sent them to camp. But she said this. I love what she said here. She said, uh, atheism is expanding, but the kingdom of God is going on quietly. Now it's either Christ or Antichrist. Nobody can serve two masters, either the one or the other. The decisions are becoming clear-cut. But we have this great comfort that God has shown us, that he has a plan for this world. He has no problems, only plans. That is why there is no panic in heaven. I love that statement. He has no problems, only plans. That is why there is no panic in heaven. Glory to God. Jesus said in John chapter 9, verse 4, I must work the works of him that sent me. While it is day, the night comes when no man can work. I must work the works of him that sent me. He said in John 20, 21, as the father sent me, I am sending you. He said in Romans 10, 13, Whoever calls, now this is the gospel, uh, um, I'm sorry, not the gospel, uh, the epistle of Romans. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. You like whosoever scriptures? Whosoever believes shall say. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Now listen to me. Remember what that, remember that. Let that just penetrate what you think God's plan is today. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Verse 14. How then will they call on him of whom they've not believed? How will they believe if they haven't heard? How shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach unless they are sent? Unless they are, he's talking about, see, he's saying, you say, well, uh, you know, they, they, they can't call on him because they haven't believed. 
Why aren't they calling on God? They haven't believed. Why haven't they believed? Because they haven't heard. Why haven't they heard? Because nobody's told them. Why hasn't anybody told them? Because they haven't been sent. Now listen. You may, now you may, you, you say, well, uh, so what turns the table? What changes them from not believing because uh, they haven't called on God, not believing they haven't here? What changes it? If you are sent, then they will hear. And if they hear, they will believe. And if they believe, they will call on his name. And if they call on his name, they will be saved. Woo! So really, I'm just trying to back the train up so you can see. You think the problem is they aren't calling on God. But really, Jesus said, I must Work the works of him that sent me. In other words, he's saying, I'm here on a mission. And he said, it's not a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's not a, uh, uh, you know, well, I could do it or I couldn't do it. Uh, Maybe I will, maybe I won't. He said, I must work the works it's literally something it's not a light matter Uh, one bible commentary said it's a phrase that carries the idea i must give myself completely to the task before me and do it enthusiastically and passionately i must now jesus said i must do the works of him that sent me. And then he said in John 20, 21, as God has sent me, I am sending you. I've never preached this before, but I'm preaching it to you. He says, I must, I must work the works of him. Listen to the different translations. He says, uh, we must works the work, work the works of him who sent me. Uh, who sent me and be busy with his business while it is daylight night is coming when no man can work we must work the works of him who sent me the amplify we must work the works of him who sent me and be busy with his business while it is daylight Night is coming and no man can work. I like the New Living Translation we must quickly carry out the task assigned us We must quickly care. In other words, it's not an option. I think I'll just hang back. We must quickly work the works, uh, carry out the task assigned us, assigned us by the one who sent us. Night is coming and no one can work. Make sure when it comes to dying, all you have left to do is die. Come on. Jesus said, I must work the works of him who sent me. In other words, he was no half-hazard messenger. He was purposely sent by God for a specific reason, and he was accountable for how he answered. I was sent. I will answer to the one who sent me for how I carry out this assignment. 
as the Father sent me, even so I, Jesus said, am sending you. What is all this mess about? What's the devil trying to do with the what he what he is doing today? Uh, uh, let me read you this. This is actually Rick Renner's paraphrase of John chapter nine, verse four. I'll read this to you before I do this other part. He said, yeah, "This is I must work the works of Him who sent me while it is day, for the night comes when no man can work. For me, there is no option." For what is before me is certainly compulsory. I was sent specifically for this mission and this moment. And I will answer to the one who sent me regarding how I carry out this assignment. Therefore, I must give myself completely to the task before me. And do it enthusiastically and passionately. It is urgent. In other words, I, can you sense the urgency? I like what Charles Spurgeon said. If you have the power to stir people's hearts, if God has given you a tongue of the eloquent, devote it to plucking of the of brands from the fire. Become a herald of the cross and let the whole world, as far as possible, hear from you the tiding of salvation. Woo, that's pretty powerful. He went on to say, what lasting good would have been done by the New Testament writers, Matthew, Luke, Paul, and Peter, if they had ignored God's definite call and remained tax collector, doctor, tent maker, and fisherman, respectively? What lasting good would have been done if they had ignored God's call and only remained tent makers, doctors and other tax collectors oh glory to god answer the cry for it shall come to pass acts 2 verse 32 tells us that in the last days i will pour out my spirit on all flesh your sons and your daughters will prophesy your young men will dream dreams your old men will dream dreams your young men will have visions and i will pour out my spirit and it shall come to pass whoever calls on the name of the lord shall be saved it shall come to pass I said it shall he's not hoping he said it's gonna happen how's it gonna happen how shall they hear without a preacher and how will you tell them if you are not sent I'm here today to tell you as God sent Jesus, even so Jesus is sending you. I said he's sending you. He's sending. What, what was it? What was it? Uh, uh, Isaiah said, here am I, Lord. Send me. Here am I. Send me. Here am I, he said. Send me. Oh, God has a plan. His plan is not. I like what Paul said in Acts 26. I was not 
disobedient to the heavenly vision. He basically summed up his life in one word. I did what God asked me to do. Heavenly. Cindy's talking about, you know, have eternal heavenly vision. It doesn't happen by accident. Everything in this world is trying to get you to forget about God. Forget about what he's doing. Forget about the time, what your life's meaning is. Everything in this world. That's why Romans 12 verse 2 says, do not be shaped by the world, but be reshaped. He said, but be reshaped, be transformed by changing your mind. Don't, I like what one uh, paraphrase, I believe it's the, I can't remember which one, maybe Message Bible. Do not become so uh, uh, accustomed to the world that you fit into it without even thinking. You say, I'm just trying to fit in. No, that's called being conformed. You're not supposed to fit in. You have been sent by God. You, you don't fit. You don't fit. You are supposed to stick out. The Bible says a light that shines for all the world to see. I mean a light that penetrates the darkness. You're not called to fit in. You're called to stick out. Woo! They told Daniel, they told Daniel, don't let us see you praying. Make sure you don't let us see you praying. He opened the windows. He said, let's make sure I can be seen by more. I'm not here to answer to you. I'm here. I must work the works of him who sent me. I must. I must. I must. Listen. If you just do what you have to do, it won't work. You have to do what you must do. What you must do. That's the only thing that's really going to happen in your life. It's what you must. Woo! I know there's some churches that couldn't even take this. You do know that, don't you? They couldn't even take it. Oh, glory to God. Work while it is day. For the night comes when no man can work. Oh, I like this is this is what this is what uh, this is one of those uh, uh, examples of working while it is day. For the night comes when no man will work, and you just cannot be. You are compelled. In First Thessalonians chapter two, verse eighteen, Paul wrote to the church in Thessalonica. Wherefore I. Uh, I would have come unto you, even I, Paul, once and again, but Satan hindered us. Now, this is the Apostle Paul, and he's talking to the church in Thessalonica, and he said, I've been having some difficulties because of the devil. He said, Satan hindered us. He literally, the word hindered describes a road that's so broken up that it's 
it's impassable. So as a result, you have to turn around, go back, find another route to get where you're going. Literally, it's an impasse so severe, it prohibits you from going where you need to go. Uh, it's like somebody who's just trying to knock you off your course. And that's what he's saying. He he was talking to the church in Thessalonica. And the church in Thessalonica is the one where he later, uh, when he, right uh, above in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, when he talked about uh, this church, he said, uh, for the word, how how did he say it in 1 Thessalonians 2 uh, verse 13? For this cause, uh, he went on down and said, I thank God without ceasing. Because when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, you received it not as the word of man, but as the it is in truth the word of God, which effectually works in you who believe it. That's what you say. Why was the devil messing with him? Because he was dealing with some people who weren't just taking notes. They were living their notes. He knew it. They weren't just going home and shutting their doors. They were moving. They were sent by God. And they knew it. And they knew it. He said, uh, I like the Amplified Bible. We continually thank God uh, for this. That when you received the message of God, which you heard from us, you welcomed it not as a word of mere men, but as it truly is the word of God, which is effectually at work in you who believe. The Amplified Bible exercising its superhuman power in those who adhere to, trust in, and rely on it. Woo, hot dog, brother. You understand what he's saying? When he said it effectually works in you, he's like he's saying this word was not just a message you heard. You became what you heard. Not because you were just more intelligent or you were just better looking or you were, you know, you know, had, a, a, you know, more a business sense. But because when you heard what God said, you believed it. And God's word, and he said, effectually work. It literally is the word used only of superhuman power, whether of God or of the devil. It's where we get our word inner energy from. But it's used the very same word that's used in Philippians chapter 2, verse 13, when it says, for it is God who is at work in you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. It is, listen to me. I said, God has sent you. Jesus sent you just as God sent Jesus. Jesus said, I am sending you. And then he said, for God is at work in you. What did he say about Jesus? How God, Acts 10, 38, anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power who went about doing good, healing all uh, those who were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. I'm here to tell you, God is at work in you. Both to will and to do. Literally, the, the, the meaning 
is that God in his supernatural, zoe, heavenly life, not a long, long time, but the very same kind of life that God himself exists with is in you. It's in you. He didn't send someone who was hoping to get the job done. He sent someone who was filled with what it takes. It is God who is at work. Literally, it means that when God moved into you, when you made Jesus Lord, it wasn't just a, you know, heavens in, in your future idea. It was literally that now the activity of God has somebody to use on this earth. He has sent you. I must work the works of him. Work the works of him who sent me. It is God who is at work in you. Oh, can't you see it? I mean, add this to a little bit of your refrigerator verses. Because you've been sent by God. But he told him, he said, Satan hindered me. Now I'm going to read you one thing that Charles Spurgeon said about this word hindered. He said, Charles Spurgeon, he was called the Prince of Preachers. He preached his last sermon uh, in London in the tabernacle, June 7th, 1891. But he preached for 30 years in that tabernacle, 30 years. Years before, his ministry almost came to an early end. His congregation had grown so large they had to erect a special building to accommodate crowds who came to hear him. So while the building was being built, they had rented a hall. And they rented this hall, uh, 22 years old. He had already been preaching for five years. But this was the first service in that rented hall before he moved in to the tabernacle they were building. And at this first service, an overflow crowd, as he was praying aloud, some pranksters yelled out, fire, fire, and they shouted fire and it caused the people to panic and they surged toward the exits and seven people were trampled to death. Dozens were taken to a hospital badly injured. Charles Spurgeon collapsed in horror. He had to be carried from the pulpit. He fell into such deep depression. He later said he doubted anyone had passed as close to madness as he had and escaped with sanity. But yet at the tabernacle opened March 1861, it was five years later. There, Spurgeon preached to 6,000 every Sunday for 30 years. There were no microphones. 6,000. You think we're loud. He said, after this event, the only way to describe his experience after this event was radical joy. He said it was based not only on his own ability to recover, but on God's ability to replenish. A joy deeply rooted in the soil of the supremacy of God who is great and grand enough to make good things come out of evil. On October 29, 1865, just a few years after they had moved into this tabernacle, he preached a sermon entitled, Satan hindered us. You wonder why somebody likes certain scriptures. You might, you might do a little digging and rich treasure. 
in that sermon, he refers to the scripture I read to you earlier in Second Thess- uh, First Thessalonians, what is it, 2, uh, 18. Satan hindered us. And he said, listen to this. You will perhaps wonder why the devil should care so much about Paul and his whereabouts. Why should he take so much interest in keeping these men from that particular church? This leads us to observe what wonderful importance is attached to the action of Christian ministers. When he says ministers, he's not talking about pulpit. He's talking about those who have been sent. Here is the master of all evil, the prince of the power of the air, intently watching the journey of three humble men, apparently far more concerned about their movements than the doings of Nero or Tiberius. Those of you who don't know, Nero and Tiberius were the kings in the land. You'd think if the devil was going to mess with somebody, he'd be messing with them. But he sees these men who are on their way to the church in Thessalonica. And he says, basically, the most important thing happening right now is not happening in the palace. It's happening in the church. The most important thing happening today is not happening in the White House. It's happening in the church house. It's happening in the lives of the people wearing your clothes. You understand what I mean by that? As God has sent me, Jesus said, even so I am sending you. I must work the works of him who sent me. These despised heralds of mercy were his most dreaded foe. They preached that name which makes hell tremble. They declared that righteousness against which satanic hate always vents itself with its utmost power. It strikes us that Satan was desirous to keep these apostolic men from the church of Thessalonica. Listen to this. Satan always hates Christian fellowship. It is his policy to keep Christians apart. Anything which can divide saints from one another, he delights in. He attaches far more importance to godly communion than we do. Since union is strength, he does his best to promote separation. And so he would keep Paul away from these brothers and sisters who might have gladdened his hearts and whose hearts he might have cheered. He would hinder their fraternal communion that they might miss the strength which always flows from Christian communion and Christian sympathy. He hinders you because he is afraid of you. Oh, he hinders you because he is afraid of you. He hinders you because the night is almost over and the light is about to shine and remove the darkness. Remember, this was not somebody who was sitting back 
back on, you know, some, some college somewhere teaching. Let me teach you what the Bible says. No, he was living it. He was sent. Oh my word. And God is at work in you. I'm just trying to keep you, keep you on the same road I'm on. He said, now listen. He said he hinders you because the night is almost over and the light is about to shine and remove all darkness. It is because Satan is afraid of you that he resists you. He wishes to rob you of the great blessing which is now descending on your head. Resist him and stand firm. Resist him and stand fast. Satan hinders you because the night is almost over. Oh, Christian pleading in prayer do not let go of your hold upon the the covenant angel now for now that satan hinders you it's because the blessing is descending what did paul say in philippians he said that your uh your what did he say it's a sign to your enemy of his defeat your unwillingness to give up is a sign to your enemy of his defeat that's what he's saying. I like, listen, is this okay? Y'all okay? He said, you have a promise to make you gird up your loins. And he, you know, this was, you know, 1800s, but he said, and play the man. You know what that means? Act like you got strength because you do. That's what he's talking about. He said, what is that promise? Resist the devil and he will flee from you. So he said, resist the devil. Flee not. You make him flee. Now listen, this was written by somebody who lived through a severe tragedy. A severe, and he found the place I must work the works of him who sent me. He found that place where it was not optional. And that's where God's strength began to take hold of his weakness. And he said, oh, I like this. He said, remember the building of Jerusalem after it had been destroyed by the Babylonians. Ezra and Nehemiah were found to build and the devil stirred up uh, Sanbo. I can't say their names. There's two guys to cast it down. He said, there's never a revival of religion without a revival of the old enmity. Enmity. If the church of God is ever to be built, it will be built in troublesome times. When God's servants are active, Satan is not without vigilant legions of demons who seek to counteract their efforts he said but he went on and he said I'm going to read the rest I'm going to skip this and just read the end of this he said I have only one piece of advice and that is go on hindrance or no hindrance in the path of duty as God the Holy Spirit enables you if Satan hinders you I have already hinted that this opposition should cheer you Well, you know, the Bible says count it all joy when you have fallen to various difficult times. He said, but he went on, he said, I have already hinted that this opposition should cheer you. I always count on it, said one Christian minister, to be my duty to show the devil that I am his enemy. 
He said, it is my duty to show the devil that I am his enemy. And then he said, and I, if I do that, I expect he will show me that he is mine. Oh, glory. Oh, if you are now opposed and you can trace that opposition distinctly to Satan, do not sit down and fret. Why, it is a great thing that a creature like you can actually vex the great prince of darkness and win his hate. It makes the race of man the more noble that it comes in conflict with the race of of spirits and stands foot to foot with the prince of darkness himself it is a dreadful thing doubtless that you should be hindered by such an adversary but it is most hopeful hopeful for if he were your friend you might have cause to fear indeed i know it's not tv language it's not twitter language can you hear that Can you hear what the Spirit of God is saying? Beloved, let me feed your courage with the thought that your Lord and Master has overcome. See him there before you. He with the throne of thorn crown has fought the enemy and broken his head. Satan has been completely worsted by the captain of your salvation. And that victory was your representative. He fought and won it for you. Listen to this. You now have to contend with a defeated foe. One who knows and feels his disgrace. And although he might fight with desperation, yet he does not fight with true courage. For his ultimate victory is beyond hope. Strike then, Christian. Strike for Christ has struck him down. Down with him. Jesus has him under your feet. You, even the weakest, listen, Even the weakest of all the host, you triumph, for the captain has triumphed for you. Woo! Oh, glory to God. Well, praise the Lord. So that's why Jesus said, I must work the works of him who sent me. I must, don't say I have to do it, say I must do it. I'm willing to do it. No, that ain't going to get it. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, just make sure when it comes time to die, all you have to do is die. Just trying to help you follow the, trying to get, I'm trying to get you there. I'm telling you, I sense the hand and presence of God upon every single person in this room in a way I sense it upon my own life. I know we all do. I'm telling you, I heard, I'm telling you the, the world is trying to make you give up. Give up. Quit. Come on, quit. And I'm here to tell you, whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. But how they, can they call if they haven't believed? How can they believe if they haven't heard? And how can they hear unless somebody tells them? And how will you tell them unless you understand 
You have been sent. Sent. In position. In place. For such a time as this. Quit thinking. I wish it were different. Like he said. Use it as fuel. To energize the work of God. Satan hinders you. Because he's afraid of you. But you have a promise. That will cause you to rise up. Right in the midst of it all. Resist him. And he will flee. He does not fight with true courage. Because all hope of victory is gone. He is an adversary. But he is defeated. Hallelujah. Yeah, I see what time it is. Do you see what time it is? Thank you, Lord. Now, I'm going to ask you this. If you say today, first of all, just bow your head. I just want to ask you a question. You say, I don't know Jesus Christ as my Lord. I'm telling you, people are without hope when they're without God. And you say, I would like, I would like to call on his name. Whoever calls on his name will be saved. It means much more than heaven. But I'm telling you, thank God, heaven is my home. I need not ever fear. He went to prepare a place for me. And he's coming back to take me home. But you say, I don't know Jesus as my Lord, my Savior. You see, if he's your Lord and your Savior, he has something to say about where you go, what you do with your life, your profession, what you watch. He's got something to say about all of it. Why? Because he sent you. Your life is not your own. You say, I want to make Jesus Lord. I want to receive him. Just lift your hand so I can see it. I don't know everyone here, so I don't know. That waitress you give $50 to, invite her to church. We gave somebody some money in Colorado a couple years back at a buffet. And he said, we had, then we get, talked to him about Jesus, invite him to church. He came to church. He said, I've been waiting five years for somebody to invite me to church. He came, got born again, and I think he got spirit-filled, too. I can't remember for sure if I remember, but I've just been waiting for somebody. Who's he waiting for? Someone who's been sent by God. Is there anybody in here? Anybody in here? And you say, I make a fresh dedication of my life to the purpose of God. I'm telling you, this is not playtime. This is like all on the line. It's just like I'm, today I'm living so when it comes to dying, I got nothing to do but die. Oh, I'm telling you, it's God. Supernatural ability that will cause your life to be different. I know it may be different today, but you ain't dead yet. 
like him. So I want to ask you a question. Yes. I want to ask you, you can turn that on. We're going to sing that and turn it up. I want to ask you, if you've never been uh, filled with the Spirit, you want, did you want me to ask him that first? You said, I've never prayed in other tongues with everything else. You've never prayed in other tongues. Well, uh, yeah, you come to, well, no. Okay. We'll do that in a minute. But right now, I, I can, you know, I, I, you don't have to be very sensitive to sense God's hand heavy upon every person who's in here today. And I just wanted to take some scripture to help you to understand. See, the Spirit of God moves by the, and the Word of God helps you understand how He's moving. But if you say, I say yes to what the Spirit of God is doing today, and I make, I'm amping it up. I don't know how to say it, I'm stepping over the line. Oh, what was it? The new beginning, a new place. I like service. Stepping over the line. Service to your plan, God. You could say, I surrender all. I deny myself. Those are all biblical terms. Jesus said, if you want to follow me, you must deny yourself. Pick up your cross. He didn't say my cross. He said, pick up your cross and follow me. He said, what's your cross? That's when your will and his will intersect. Now what are you going to do? Follow me. And you say, I make a fresh. Come on. If that's you, I want everybody to stand. Because just as that standing together, you cause a, a fresh work of God to be released into your life. No matter how young, no matter no how matter old. No matter how young or how old. Lord, every person who is standing in this place right now, I pray, I pray over their lives that they will have a new awareness of what it means to follow you. And that that work that you, only you, God, can accomplish through them. I pray for those doors to be opened. And I, I, I come against every evil work of darkness that has tried to shape their life. I plead the blood of Jesus over them. And I announce to the devil that you have lost. In the name of Jesus, I declare them redeemed. I declare them released. I declare them restored. In the name of Jesus, they are free. I thank you for the work of God in their life. Oh, we lift our hands to you, Lord, and we trust you that you who began a good work in us will continue it. Until the day of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. 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 Now if there's anybody in here and you've never been born again. Or you've never been filled with the Spirit. And by that I mean you've never prayed in other tongues. 
You say, I'm born again. I, I'm filled with the life of God, but I've never been filled with the power of God, according to the word. When they were all filled with the Holy Ghost, they began to speak with other tongues. And you say, I would like to receive. Did you know it's a gift of God? Did you know that? You know, God only gives good gifts. But you say, I've never been filled with the Spirit. I've never prayed in tongues. I just want to ask you, invite you to come to the altar. I've never been born again. Maybe you were earlier, but you just didn't have the, it just was too much for you. But it's not now. Everybody's standing. So if that's any of you, anyone at all, I want to just wait for just a minute. We're going to sing this. And I want you to come. Just come to the altar. Because I'm telling you, the power of God. Oh, when you pray in other tongues, although your natural thinking uh, is limited, that work of God in you is unlimited. And you can pray past your ability when you pray in the Spirit. Hallelujah. So I don't want anybody to leave here. That's what Jesus said. I don't want you to leave here without being filled. So we're going to sing this one time. If you want to come, you have never been born again. You've never been filled with the Spirit. Or you just need to come to the altar. You know you need prayer. Just come on. Let's sing. I sing, I sing praises to your name. Oh, Lord, praises to your name. Oh Lord, oh your name is great and greatly to be praised. Just sing it together, everybody. I sing praises to your name. Oh Lord, praises to your name. Oh Lord, anybody? Come on. For your name is great and greatly to be praised. Is there anybody in here this morning who said, "Well, I want to, I want to pray in tongues, but I'm just not sure that I will, and I don't want to, you know, come down and, and feel real funny about it." If, is that you? Raise your hand or something. I feel kind of funny about that. Or maybe you feel funny about raising your hand. <laughs> um, Is that you? I did that on purpose. <laughs> you know, the person who plays the dumb person in a skit, you know, where one plays a smart, that's really the smartest person in the skit, by the way. Anyway, um, anyone that says that, well, yeah, I'm, not, I'm just not sure. Everybody's spirit-filled and born again. Lift your hand. Look around the room, ushers, anybody. Everybody's born again and spirit-filled. Raise your hand. All you kids, all you teenagers. All right. Hallelujah. Don't ever, don't ever let yourself get to where you're antsy about the time that it might take for someone to answer an altar call. Don't ever get that way. You know, it could be. It's a sign the devil's trying to mess with your call. Because that's what it's all about. It, I always think, you know, 
you know, I'm praying for someone in another land or another country or another state, you know, and I'm Praise saying, the Lord. oh, Lord, and then they come to church, and I'm thinking, oh, Lord, get them. You know, wherever you go, turn on a Christian TV station and have somebody say something that will affect them, and they'll fall on the, their face and just have some other believer or have, have sent them to a church. Someone will invite them. However it needs to be, just let it work. So, And I know we can do different things. Sometimes it's in the beginning, you know, that we'll say, hey, as we throw the net out but just whenever you throw the net out think that's somebody somewhere yes. in this room yes and that's why every altar call and before we're doing a meeting i am praying for the people in the room that Praise the holy the spirit will convict them of their need for whatever jesus has to give them because i must work the word every every altar call him. every prayer every meeting i go to i'm working i'm working just as hard as the preacher but i'm working in a different way I, just, I thought maybe this would be things you'd be interested to know but would help you. There's never like a free time. Well, I don't need to work today. No, just listen to him. Hallelujah. Lois, the reason we have to close up, Lois can, keeps wanting me to call the pastor up, but I keep thinking, you know, we're helping. Do you want to come around here and take over the meeting? You're going to do it down there? You know, the glory's up here. <laughs> Where we are. We were doing a camp meeting. You know, Lee and Jan. Um, uh, Lee and Jan. Where is it? Lee and Jan. What, Lee and Jan. Somebody tell me. What the last name? Morgans. You know, they're the past, they were the pastors at the Glorious Church, Billy Brim's Church. You don't know them. Oh, my gosh. They're tremendous. Huh? Um, so what happened is we were doing a camp meeting together and so he was saying something on the platform he went and sat down and then we were coming up to sing something and we were coming up to, to sing and when I hit the platform I just went like this and I couldn't hardly move well everybody was laughing in the whole room you know and stuff so he finally he says well let me tell you what happened I asked the Lord for his glory to hit the platform and he said I figured Cindy would be the one <laughs> that's exactly what happened the glory all over this place today. There was healing all over this place today. Give me that Y'all go ahead and be seated a minute. I'm, I'm going to agree with what she said. Don't be in a hurry to get out of church. Thank y'all for y'all's enthusiasm. There is nowhere you have to go more important than the presence of God. So we're going to take a few minutes here. I want to take up an offering. So just turn to your neighbor and say, hold on, you're going to be here a minute or two. I want you to get ready because we're going to take up an offering for these guys. But before we do, I, I, I have a little story I want to share while y'all are getting your money. If you were in unimportant, why does Satan bother you? How many of you right now in this room have had a lot of trouble lately? Why do you think that that's happening? To stop you from what God has for you to do. While y'all are getting ready, I'm going to tell you a story. When I was in Tulsa, I was at Raymond for two years and I was there a little while longer and I went off every day alone in an apartment to pray. 
No one knew where I was. From 12 to 1, I was alone. Praying in the Holy Ghost about the will of God for my life. A lady called me on the phone and says, we want to take you to lunch. It's your birthday. I said, well, I don't want to go to lunch. I want to go pray about where I'm supposed to go. I want to get out of Tulsa. And so I hung up on her, and she calls me back. She says, no, we want to take you to lunch. Finally, she bothered me and bothered me and bothered me so much. Her and the place I used to work, a guy named Mark and a, another lady and a bunch of them wanted to take me to lunch. And I finally conceded. Well, they wasted my day. I got to the other apartment at 11 o'clock and the lady wasn't ready. And we went out to lunch at 12 and we ate till 1. And they got me back to my job at 3 in the afternoon. What a waste. I was so mad. I lost money that day. The next day, a plainclothes detective walked into the apartment to arrest me for rape. A girl in the apartment complex had been raped, and she says she swears it was you even though you had a mask on. They're taking me to prison. And he said, can you tell me your whereabouts? I said, oh yeah. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That lady that bothered me so bad was the city commissioner's wife of Tulsa. I am eating lunch with a very prominent member of society that knows where I am while a girl's being raped. Why would the devil, if I'm no one, if I'm a nobody, why try so hard to stop me? That's a pretty big deal. That's his job. God, what do I say? I'm alone in an apartment praying I didn't rape her? I would be in prison had it not been for God. I'd have never come. But why would he stop me if I'm unimportant, why would he stop you? Why would he stop you? Because you are far more important than you think you are. If you've had trouble, I want you to start counting on Amen. Pastoring this church has been very hard. I've had all kind of opposition. But there's only one reason for it. Maybe I'm more important than I think I am. Maybe you're more important than you think you are. There's some of you sitting here right now in this room, you just got set free by the service today. Because I want you to get a renewed vision. I'm somebody. You have a call of God on your life. You have something you've got to do. There's people that'll make heaven because of your obedience. I want you to make up your mind right now. I will not quit. Go back to praying the way you know to pray. Oh, hallelujah. If your children, if hugs would save them from hell, Jesus would have said, go into all the world and hug one another. Your hugging people doesn't save them from hell. Your prayers do. Amen. 
hug on it. But by God, pray in the Holy Ghost over it. Share truth with it. Minister the word that God's given and make up your mind that no trouble is going to stop you. Now that's another altar call. How many of you right now want to pray with me? Get your hands up. You, you've had trouble. Come on. You ready to pray? Say, Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. Today in this place. Today in this place. I've heard from you. I heard from you. I'm sent. I'm sent. I'm important. I'm important. I'm anointed. I'm anointed. I'm valuable. I'm valuable. Hey, devil. Hey, devil. Poor devil. Poor devil. You're not stopping me. You're not stopping me. I'm going to pray. I'm going to share. I'm going to share. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I'm going to do what God told me to do. You've told me, devil. I'm important. Or you wouldn't bother me. Ha, ha, ha. Your day is over with me. Your day is over. Just laugh at him a little bit. He don't like it a bit. He don't like that a bit. Ha, 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 devil. Ha, ha, poor devil. Ha, 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 devil. Ha, 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 devil. 